I felt like I was holding back a lot. Like, okay, now I'm finally using my voice. I'm finally singing. But dang, like, how do I say these words? I know how to express myself in a song, but I feel like not offending people. I was too busy worrying about if I'm offending somebody until my dad told me one day, like, I hope you don't ever think, you know, you need to monitor yourself for me. Like, say what you feel, be yourself in your music. Don't don't try to hold back because of what you think other people gonna think. And he told me that probably like six months or seven months or so after I started doing music professionally. So after that, it was like, yeah, I'm gonna do me and hey. be me. All right, welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Jay. I got another special guest in the building. I'm allow her to introduce herself. My name is Naja Lay. I'm a music artist from Chicago. All right, Naja Lay, where exactly in Chicago are you from? Um, Southside and South Suburbs, so both of them. Okay, so you basically split time growing up in both. Yeah. All right, so which one would you say, like, you spent the most time or, or helped you grow into the person you are today? Definitely both, for sure. Um, I went to school in the suburbs, so maybe where I went to school at. Do you um do you feel like you got the best of both worlds? I would say, yes. Because I'm assuming when you were in the city, you was at a public school. Didn't go to school in the city. Okay, so even when you was growing up in the city, you still went to school in the suburbs. Yeah. All right. So then, what was it like growing up in the suburbs then? Okay, so um, honestly, not too too far from the city. I feel like. People try to separate the two because it is, you know, completely different. But at the same time, me being able to live in both environments, um, I would say it was pretty much the same. Like a lot of BS as far as like violence and um, different altercations, stuff like that. But um, as far as like living in the suburbs, I think it was cool. It wasn't too, too bad outside of like the BS, stuff like that. But I mean, it was, it was cool. So when you was growing up, what, what was something that you wanted to be growing up? A lot of different things. I wanted to be a chef at first when I was 10. I loved to cook. I wanted to be a veterinarian. And then uh, when I was 10, that's when I first started singing. So it was like, I was kind of all over the place. I got like a very bubbly personality. So I was into like acting and stuff like that too. But um, yeah, growing up, a chef, a singer, and a vet. What got you into singing at the age of 10? I just always loved music. Like I always had an ear for it. Um, I like all different types of music, different genres. So. I don't know. I feel like just by me loving music, it made me like, okay, I want to sing. But I was really, 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 really nervous. So when you first started singing, like, were you good at it? Did it come natural to you? People say that I was good, but me being my own worst critic, I would say, like, I used to cringe sometimes, like, oh, my God. People say this sound good, but it don't sound that good to me. Why are you... Why Why do you think it wasn't sounding good to you? If everybody telling you it's, it's good, what, what was, like, the issue that you were finding? From the music I was listening to. So when you listen to, like, uh, a lot of different stuff, like I used to listen to Beyonce, Jill Scott, Lauryn Hill, Mary J. Blige, 
um, listening to those people, it's like, okay, even though I'm a child, I still don't sound like them. And this is what I like. So if I'm not sounding like this, not saying, you know, I have to be somebody else, but I know good music. So if I'm not sounding like this, then I need to work on it. I get you, get what you're saying. Yeah. Like you had high expectations for yourself. Yeah. Basically. So yeah. at what point did you, did you actually make the choice to be an artist? Uh, I took it seriously about three and a half years ago. Um, I was in my dorm room in college with my manager, but at the time she was my roommate, Callie Rose. Shout out Callie Rose. Gang, gang. <laughs> gang, gang. But um, we was just in our dorm and I was just saying like, I love music so much, I want to take it serious for real. So I started off like rapping, like trying to do the whole rap thing, which I still do. Like I'm a music artist, I sing and rap, but that's where I started. And it was like, Again, people was telling me, like, girl, you got a voice. Like, use your voice. It sound good. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. And um, I did a freestyle to Future Married to the Game, if y'all heard that. I did a freestyle to that, and that's when I first, like, really used my voice. And then after that, it just kind of went up from there. All right, you say you sing and rap. Was it ever, like, a battle? of you having to choose, like, I'm going to sing, I'm going to rap. Was you torn in between the two or something like that? In the beginning, because it was like when we started, when I was in college and I started taking music serious, it was like, I want to do music, period. But I don't think I'm a rapper, like, just to be categorized as a rapper. So it was like, where do I start for real? And um, that's where the confusion became, but... I mean, I really rather sing than rap, but like I like mixing the two together. So you could say I did have a hard time. When what what made you go to college? Like, what was your major? I majored in theater, theater and acting, but um, just being there and just like you know going through um, mental health issues and stuff. It was like, why am I here for real, for real? As far as like theater. If I really want to be an actress, which I still do acting and stuff on the side, but if I really want to be an actress, I don't think I need a degree in acting. I don't think I need a degree in theater. How about I just take, like, acting classes on the side? Like, um, it's a place called Second City or something like that, downtown Chicago. So stuff like that. And then that's when it was like, no, I could do everything I want to do without being in college. I don't want to be, like, a nurse or a lawyer and stuff, so I don't need... You know what I'm saying? This yeah. type of education for what I want to do. I need to do my research and do what I want to do. Now, say so you you say you was going through some mental health issues. When when you were going through that, were you did you understand what was happening at the moment? Um, yeah, I did, but I felt like I was trying to be too good for like my family and stuff. Yeah. That was my family expectations on me. Like um going to college and stuff like that, but it was like before I even went to college, I'm thinking about what am I even gonna major in? Like, what do I want to do for real, for real, for real? So it was like, uh, that started driving me into like a depression. I suffer from depression. Uh, very vocal about it because in the past, where it started at was college, but even um, early on in my childhood, but college played a big part in it. Um, that made me 
like really depressed just the fact that I'm not being happy. I'm not doing what I want to do. I'm trying to please the next person. And the fact that the next people don't see that, it was still like, okay, what the F? Now, I know a lot of people, you know, deal with depression. Is it something that, that just comes in waves where you can't control it? Or is it something that, that triggers you? Both. Both for sure. Um, I know, like, sometimes it'll just be little triggers, like the smallest things. Not even the smallest things, but, like, spontaneous stuff. It'll be, like, you weren't expecting that. You know what I'm saying? Or, like, just random. I wasn't expecting that. And then it's, like, a trigger. Okay, this making me think about such and such. So now it's like, what do I do? Just sit here and stare at the walls or cry or like, uh, I'm big on prayer. Like I have a relationship with God. So when I'm going through that, I want to talk to him or just express myself like that. But in the beginning stages of being triggered or like anything like that, it's like, what do I do? You spoke on um, prayer helping you through it. What are some other ways that you have found to you know deal with depression or battle with um so it's this thing um i don't know who did it first but i recently seen probably like last year sometime i seen kevin gates wife drika uh, do it so you set a timer for seven minutes um seven is the number of completion yeah so you write down on your paper, like, everything negative in your mind, like, everything that's bothering you, things you want to let go of. You write all that down within the seven minutes. Once the seven-minute timer cut off, you stop. You don't reread what you just wrote because that's putting that negative energy back in you. And um, you fold it up and you burn it. And, like, when you burn it, you feel, you know what I'm saying, like, a little sense of relief because yeah. it's like you got it out. You didn't put it back in and you letting it go. So um, that for sure, for sure. Music, writing music. I write a lot of music about mental health, about depression and PTSD, things that I suffer from. So um, that's the way that I cope with it. And uh, I just say like trying to speak to the people around me. So like my manager, my fiance, people like that, my grandma. All right, now you spoke on, on being vocal about it. How do you use your platform other than music to, you know, let people know that that you are there and you are helpful in a way? Um. Okay, so we got into, like, events and stuff like that. So since the beginning of this year, I've been doing a couple different events, like being a part of other people's events and then throwing events with people. Um. But I know, like, I always, I'm very vocal about, like, me battling depression. So I don't try to, like, um, turn, like, a positive event into, like, some sad stuff. But I like to throw that out there. Or, like, I like to sing my music that's, like, touching on mental health, but then also uplifting people type of vibe. So I'll say, um, especially with the events, doing events, speaking out there, my clothing brand, it's called Pretty With The Hustle. So putting out like positive affirmations, but like positive slogans or quotes out there. So like Pretty With The Hustle stands for proudly representing everything that thrives you with the hustle. So throwing that out there, my manager has on a shirt today. 
wearing that and, um, you know, telling people the meaning behind it. Like I said, pretty don't just stand for pretty, like, oh, she looked pretty or, you know what I'm saying, pretty vibes. It means probably representing everything that thrives you. You know what I'm saying? More yeah. so like a mental thing. Heavy on the hustle, that's part of the guys line. It's a unisex line. So um, stuff like that, like speaking positive at events, putting it in my clothing brand. Uh, I talk a lot on social media. I kind of been holding back lately, but just putting out like different quotes, Bible scriptures, stuff like that. So wherever I'm at, even, you know, in person, wherever I'm at, just putting out different forms of positivity. Now, the the city is, I'm assuming, I'm going to just say it's open, you know, as far as like COVID goes. How were you able to navigate through COVID just being locked down and basically, you know, being trapped in a bubble with whoever you were in a bubble with? Um, in the beginning, it was kind of hard, I would say, because um, I love kids. So before, when COVID had first hit, I was working with kids and then, you know, the school shut down and all that stuff. So like I was being ripped away from my kids. Uh, that was something that I had a hard time with. Also because they brought me like peace in a way too from what I was dealing with. But uh, when it hit, it was just like, okay, I'm being forced to quarantine. I'm being forced to stay at home. I can't do what I want to do. What do I want to do though? What can I do just at home with me and my fiance? Or, Stuff like that. So um, I feel like it definitely hit hard and it made made me think, like, what do I want to do for me? That's when I picked up the pen even heavier, started writing more, um, just creating a better plan of, like, manifestations for the future. Because, I mean, yeah, it's been going on for, what, like two years now, uh, the pandemic. But I would say just trying to prepare better for the future because it's like if they could sit us down and make us do this, this, and this when they want to, I got to know what I'm going to do when they tell us something. You know what I'm saying? Something Thanks. like that. So, yeah, it hit hard, but make you think. All right, for the people that's going to watch this and have never heard your music, like what would be the first song that you pushed them towards? Um, The first song I'm going to say is Hate because that's probably one of my most popular songs um in that song i'm singing i'm rapping i'm talking about god i'm talking about my uh, experiences in life like it's called hate so like all i felt was hate when i wrote it like i lost a lot of my friends right before i wrote it i was going through a lot of like family issues when i wrote it um like i said talking about god talking about depression um, so I feel like that song is like a really, really, really good representation of me. And also uh, my song called Feel the Real. It's talking about like my story and like stuff I've been through, stuff my parents been through, stuff like that. So them two songs probably. Is it difficult to be transparent through your music? Uh, it's starting not to become. Honestly, that was a thing for me. Um, I felt like I was holding back a lot. Like, okay, now I'm finally using my voice. I'm finally singing. But dang, like, how do I say these words? I know how to express myself in a song, but I feel like not offending people. I was too busy worrying about if I'm offending somebody until my dad told me one day, like, I hope you don't ever think, you know, you need to monitor yourself for me. Like, say what you feel, be yourself in your music. Don't don't try to hold back because of what you think other people gonna think. And he told me that probably like six months or seven months or so after I started doing music professionally, so. After that, it was like, yeah, I'm going to do me. 
and hey, me. Explain how important that was for you. Really important because, you know what I'm saying, my dad always been on my side, very supportive. Shout out to my dad. But um, very supportive, always having my back. But uh, also he was, you know, somebody I, I felt like, not I had to be perfect for, but like I had to, you know, um, be a certain way, like carry myself a certain way. I'm his child. I want to live up to certain expectations, but not in a sense. Um, so hearing that from him, it was like kind of like a sense of relief because if I'm looking at like my family, that means a lot to me, my father. Like I'm a, I'm a woman. So it's like saying certain things, maybe like about my childhood or something. I don't want him to be offended, but that's my story though. So it's like getting the green light about that felt really, really good. What type of uh, head space or mind space do you have to be in to actually put pen to paper? Like, what's that process like? Um, I low-key, I really like writing music late, late at night, like 11 p.m. till like 6 a.m. I don't sleep. I have a hard time sleeping. I got one hour of sleep today. But um, I feel like being in them head spaces where I'm tired or I'm angry or I'm frustrated or um, just having a lot of emotions. I want to write then because it's like I'm talking about real shit, like what I'm really going through, how I'm really feeling, and it's authentic. And I want my music to literally be a clear representation of who I am. So if I felt like so depressed this day or if I'm just like so heartbroken or something like that, I want to put that in my music and um, write when I'm feeling, you know, a lot of emotions at once do you find it do is it like easier for you to be real through your music and and have people relate to it because i feel like a lot of people nowadays they make music just to sound like somebody else off the strength of oh that person on i'm gonna use they wave to get on but i feel like when you make real music that's true to yourself then people connect to it more and it's, it's like building a more authentic fan base yeah so um, I would say, yeah, and that kind of go back to like what I was saying uh, when I was 10 years old and I started singing. It was like I had an ear for music and I knew what good music sounded like and stuff. And I was kind of like not as, um, I don't know, like confident in my own voice. But at the same time, I knew like I don't want to be Jill Scott. I don't want to be Beyonce. I don't want to be Mary J. Blige. But I want to sound good enough to have like people want to listen to my music like that. So um, I don't know. I would just say like just making sure I'm staying true to myself. That's the most important thing because I feel like I'm not in. I'm in a lane, but I'm not in a lane like. I'm in a lane, but I'm not in a lane. So I don't want to be like, oh, she sound like this person. Oh, she sound like that person. Because that's not what I'm trying to give off. I'm just trying to be who I am and speak about uh, things that I've dealt with or go through. So I definitely see what you're saying because it's a lot of that right now. But I feel like Najale is not one of those. Oh, yeah. They say is the, the most disrespected person in America is the black woman. Like, I like that you said that. I don't like that that's true, but I like that you brought that up. How difficult is it to be a black woman in America? It's so crazy because today today my birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. And last night uh, we went to 
this like club slash lounge called Persona. And uh, me and my manager, we was walking, my best friend. But we was walking, uh, leaving out. And um, it was these dudes, they had, like one of them called me like baby or something like that, like, hey baby, something like that. And I wasn't like disrespect disrespectful back, but like, as soon as he said that, like my instinct was just like, uh, I'm not your baby or whatever, like, you know, approach me like a lady, approach me like a woman, don't, you don't even know my name, so don't just call me that, or something, you know what I'm saying, hey, uh, black queen or something, you know, we don't get that a lot, but I would like to be approached like that, even though I'm engaged, but you know what I'm saying, if you're going to approach me and you have something to say, just come correct and, and be polite, and when I said that, uh, my manager was just like, yeah, you know, we kind of got to be careful even doing stuff like that, like just being positive because women do that and then it's like men get to shooting because they feel like it's like literally just terrible rejection when I'm not even, I'm rejecting you, yes, because I don't want the time of day, but I'm not being disrespectful to you. I'm low-key just trying to educate you on how women want to, you know, be approached for real. So I feel like um, that's a difficult thing we have because it's like when you just want to be yourself, you know what I'm saying, be out, be yourself and then certain people may approach you and then if you have a response that they don't like, then it's like, now your safety is at, you know, like, I don't like that. Yeah. Being a black woman. It's definitely difficult being a woman. Y'all can't go anywhere. Like, it's, a man is going to try to shoot his shot regardless of what time of day, what you wearing, how you look. It's crazy. A man going to shoot his shot. So I'm going to give you the opportunity to, to give men, uh, how can I put this? To tell men how not to approach a woman, but just how to respect a woman in a way that, bro, you don't got to talk to me just because you see me, bro. Yeah. So, like, kind of like what I was just saying, uh, we don't say, like, the king and queen word enough. I feel like I just got into that in, like, college or whatever, but saying, uh, you know, hey, queen, stuff like that instead of just, you know, the regular stuff that you used to saying uplift more uplifting words choosing more uplifting words also your approach like you don't have to be so close on a woman i say you know you want her to feel comfortable so even if you're not trying to just get on that on that and you just want to give her a compliment or something like kind of just respect her space um choose your words very very wisely and um especially black men just make us feel safe like you know what i'm saying it's okay if you you want to give out compliments or uh, get to know somebody like want to take it further and get their phone number and stuff like that but just make us feel safe like i feel like sometimes y'all be really aggressive and uh it's it's kind of okay to be aggressive because you're going after what you want but at the same time like you want the feeling to be mutual and if you see that the feeling is not mutual i say you know what I'm saying? Either choose some more words, like how else can I get her to kind of like to reel her in? And if that's not working, it just kind of let up. You ain't got to force it. And then if it's like you feel like you're being rejected, you got to go over the top and stuff like that. Like just respect us. We respect y'all. And sometimes men just set the tone. So if you set the tone like that, hey, black queen, you know what I'm saying? Woo woo. Stuff like that. Um, you never know what type of response you're going to get. So, yeah. Is it difficult being uh, an artist in Chicago? Yes, very. <laughs> like, what are some of the what are some of the uh, I would say pitfalls you face as being an artist in Chicago? Uh, 
a lot of people from Chicago watching you and not supporting you for real. Facts. Even though it's like I'm not I'm okay with that. I'm not like mad about that because it's life and especially in Chicago. That's Chicago life, but um it's just too much like crabs in a bucket. So if like multiple people are doing the same thing, music for instance, I wanna sing or I am singing and rapping, I'm a music artist. Another person is a music artist and it's like if they hear your song and it just sound like too good or something, it's like, okay, I'm not even going to support her until I see multiple people supporting her, multiple people um, posting her on, on, on their stories and stuff like that. So I, I feel like with Chicago, it's just too much of like a competition, like when it don't have to be. Because really, if we come together more, do songs together or events together and stuff like that, bring the heads together and meet in the middle, it could be way more powerful and we can have way more, not clout, because we got that already, but you know what I'm saying, more of like a um, set an example. And it's like, when if people see that from Chicago, I feel like a lot of more people want to do the same thing, even though it's life and everybody ain't going to be like that. But I feel like Chicago sets a big tone. Like, this probably, the, this is the biggest city with the music on the music tip. But it's like, it get outshined sometimes, especially by like Atlanta and stuff because they support each other. They help and put each other on and stuff like that, coming together, stuff that we not doing. So it's definitely like crabs in a bucket, survival of the fittest type of vibes. All right, with that being said, like who are some Chicago artists that you want to work with? Um, I'm gonna say Herb first. I love Herb. I love his music. Um, some of the things that he stand for, just from like what he comes from, and like uh, I didn't drop out of school, but him dropping out of school and being to where he is right now with the mindset. So it's like going through stuff like that. Just like me, I got a story. We all got a story, but the fact that he got a story and he's like transparent about his story, but also elevating. I want to work with people like that. Uh, him. Um, I would say, if possible, I feel like it will happen though. Tink, I know, um, you know, she's been a little quiet lately and we looking for you, sis. But uh, again, just like her, she talk about her story and she kind of like transparent too. I know we hear like a lot of love songs from her and stuff like that. That's her lane. But I feel like her sound, I would love to like mesh with her tink her and let me get one more person one more person <laughs> uh okay i would say if i could do like a whole tape go ahead like a whole project collaboration a collaboration go project ahead. i would do it with jeremiah okay I got one song with him, unreleased, but um, he's my guy uncle too, by the way. But um, if I could like do, like you said, like a collab, I would do that with him and then work with Tink and Herb as well. What are some things you're working on right now? Um, currently music videos and I'm looking for videographers as well. But um, music videos, I'm working on a new project. I just dropped a project called Cray, February 25th. Um, one of the videos is out to the song Fluent off that project. I'm working on um, 
another project that I'm trying to drop by the summer. So we're like, just like vibes. Like I've been doing a lot of Caribbean stuff too lately and like little reggae vibes. So like literally vibes or like turn up music. Um, so far I got about maybe like five songs so far on that. I'm also working on a project with Gut About Snoop. Shout out who Snoop. Who introduced me. Um, but yeah, I'm working on a project with him and then I'm working on another project I'm trying to drop towards the end of the year, a mental health project. So multiple things at once with me. I feel like we have some of the dopest R&B acts in the world, like as far as the Chicago music scene go. So how could how could we as a culture help artists like you? Um, I would say when you see it and you like it, share it or something. You know what I'm saying? It don't cost no money at all to share or like a comment, send to your friends, subscribe, stuff like that. Uh, I would say just being more supportive because people are like your stuff and you wouldn't even know it. I, I've met so many people who've heard my music who I've never like seen, um, not met, so I should say like people I know, but I'll be around them and they like, oh, this song is so good. Oh, I seen the video, woo woo. It's like, dang, I didn't even know you fucked with it for real. So just like being more supportive and, um, you know, giving credit when credit is due, not saying like, you know, we as R&B or music artists are demanding it, but it feel good. So if you fuck with us, you know, just show us. And that, that goes a long way. The, the smallest little, I like that song or I like such and such about your music. That go a long way with music artists for sure. Explain that feeling when you got somebody that either see you in person or slide in your DM and be like, man, this song touched me. I love this. Oh, man, I'm not going to lie. It make me feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, being relatable, even though I'm being myself. But, like, I want to relate to other people. Like, it's billions of people in this world. And I know my story is close to a million people. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of us be going through some of the same things or similar things just in different ways. So it's like uh, hearing that, hearing somebody say, like, I felt that I had, like, teenagers and uh kids listen to my music and tell me that song hate i feel that because i've been getting um reactions or like expressions from my mom about such and such because i want to do this so just feeling like relatable that just puts me like in a place where i'm doing what i'm supposed to be doing yes i want to be myself and be true to me but relating to other people like i'm a voice for y'all i'm a voice for people who feel like they can't speak up about certain things you know what i'm saying all right, this is my favorite question. If okay. you can go back and give your younger self any advice, what would it be? Oh, if I could go back and give my younger self some advice, I would tell her, uh, keep that tough skin. I would say, like, when I was younger, I was very, very sensitive. My feelings used to get hurt easily. So uh, also telling her, like, don't take stuff too personal because now when you get older, you know what I'm saying, now you're doing business. If you want to be a businesswoman, now you got to know how to separate business from personal. So telling my younger self, uh, don't take stuff too, too personal. Charge it to the game. Um, confidence, like know what you have. If, if people are telling you, multiple people are telling you something, positive things, 
hear that more. Like, listen to that more. Stop focusing on the negative because uh, manifestation come in a lot of different ways. So if you steady thinking the negative or thinking the bad stuff, then you kind of manifesting that. Thanks. Um, you know, and being good with, like, manifestation, I would definitely tell her, like, manifest more because I'm watching stuff. I just said, like, last week happened this week. You know what I'm saying? So manifestation, confidence, uh, all that. All right, before we get out of here, is there anything else you want to tell the people? Um, I just would like to tell everybody, um, I know stuff is getting hard right now. All my people who suffer from, like, mental health and stuff like that, I'm coming. I'm coming. I got a video on the way for us. I got a remix to No Cap uh, Vaccine, uh, No Cap Vaccine slash Fallen Star. My version is called Teardrops. I just want to tell y'all to uh, keep your head up, stay focused, and stay strong. Like, it's not the end. Whatever you're going through, you got people like me who trying to be a voice for you, who trying to relate to you. I'm trying to have more events, more like um, therapy sessions and stuff like that to come together and be able to be vulnerable with people um, like-minded or ready to be vulnerable around other people. So definitely just telling my people who close by and know me or want to get in contact with me and do stuff that I'm doing. Stay strong. Stay positive. I'm coming. I hope y'all coming and got stuff like that going on. Um, believe in yourself. I'm, I'm heavy on that right now. I feel like this year, 2022, anybody who watching this, believe in yourself. And anything that you say in positive, I cover it. And I pray that everything that you want comes true, just like myself. And to follow me at P-I-M-P-N underscore and listen to my music, N-A-G-L-A-A, Najale. It means beautiful black baby. It's African name. And yeah, mess with me, y'all. Salute to you for coming through. Thank uh, you for having everybody, me. like you said, everybody have a story to tell. And I love when people can can speak positive about the negative that they've been through. Because a lot of people can a lot of people can use these little small gems to get through some tough shit in life. You feel yeah. me? So I salute you for coming through, just being open and honest with me and just having this conversation. Thank you. Thank you, Black King. And I'm sending blessings and positivity and prosperity your way. I accept that, Black <laughs> Queen. <laughs> Thank you. So salute to you and everything you got going on. This has been another episode of Conversations with Jay. Yeah.